Welcome back to our weekly podcast, Design and Destiny, where we are aligning with the power movement of God as we search out how, how to grow, how to flourish, how to thrive, how to live deeply in God's purposes for our lives so that we can more fully release God's power and glory and testimony in the world. And if you're new to the Destiny Makers community, well, welcome. If you like what you hear, consider subscribing to our weekly podcast and check us out at destinymakers.org to see some of the resources that we have for you. Well, we've now reached the end of this eight-part series on the seven essential steps for transformation. And if you love God, if you want to grow deeper in intimacy with him, if you want to step out in faith to do his will by embracing the destiny he's prepared for you, or if you're just ready to allow the Holy Spirit to move you from glory to the next level of glory, then come back to this series time and again to engage each of these steps. Remember, your current life outcomes, your habits, comfort zones, attitudes, and expectations are, for the most part, the result of your best thinking at this moment. So if you want to grow and change, you don't do it by striving harder. You do it by changing the way you think on the inside. That's the process of being transformed by the renewing of your mind, as it says in Romans 12, too. Now, if you've been following along and undertaking the activities, you've had an opportunity now to begin the assimilation process of new, superior, Holy Spirit-inspired truths to replace your ineffective, corrupted strongholds and pretenses that war against the nature and knowledge of God. That step six process is visualization. We talked about it last week. And it is essential to transformative, sustainable change. So we, before we move on to the last step, let me give you two quick tips to assimilating the mind of Christ into your thoughts and actions. And the first is this. Don't go out and try hard to be the change you want. Don't try hard to be the new truth or affirmation. Remember, if you watch the very first episode on the dynamics of change, that's like pushing that boulder uphill, like we talked about. See, you don't want to do that. It's not about trying harder. Simply stay with the process of making the new picture stronger and more familiar in your mind than the lies you've been telling yourself. See, each time that you read and picture and feel your new truths, your new affirmations, you're actually adding another protein to the neuron cell of that thought, making it stronger and stronger until it becomes more dominant. Okay, a second tip is give yourself some grace and be patient. Change is not overnight. In fact, we know scientifically that it takes 21 days of consistent visualization, typically two to three times a day, to build new memory. 21 days to build new memory. It takes 42 days to go from memory to new behavior. Now, of course, depending on the characteristic or habit that you're trying to change, plus 
how much attention you're going to give to assimilating your new truth. Some goals may take a little bit longer, some maybe not quite as long. But remember, you are retraining the brain. You're creating a new narrative for yourself. It works, but it requires conscious intention and constant attention if you want to see growth and change. All right. And now that brings us now to the seventh and final step for meaningful growth and transformational change. And it is this. There is no abundance, no abundance without rejoicing, rejoicing. See, the primary reason we rejoice is because God's worthy. He actually designed our hearts to experience the fullness of joy in our intimacy with him. He desires and he deserves all our heart and all our praise. His grace and mercy over us is beyond comprehension when you consider the glory that Christ left behind in heaven to come to earth as a man and redeem us and restore us to relationship while, while we were yet sinners. I mean, knowing the suffering he would face, not just while he was here on earth, but for decades and centuries since his brutal, brutal con uh, crucifixion. Rejoicing focuses on who God is rather than what he can do for us. It's dwelling on the blesser rather than his blessings. It's pursuing the healer rather than the healing. We rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, no matter how hard or horrible they may be or feel at the moment, because that's God's will for you in Christ Jesus. As it says in 2 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18. A second reason to rejoice is not only because is God worthy and deserving of it, but because he designed our minds, not just our hearts, to function at their best when we rejoice always. Why? Because do you know that rejoicing actually changes your perspective? It changes how you see in terms of mindset, but it also changes what you see, your physiology. In other words, what information gets through to your conscious awareness. And it changes why you see what you see. In other words, your spirit of intent. You are holistically designed by the amazing creator God to rejoice. You know, one of the amazing, fearfully and wonderfully made features of your physiology is what's known as your reticular activating system, the reticular activating system, or RAS for short. And we really unpack the power of your RAS in our Destiny Living course. But let me mention here that your RAS has everything to do with what you see and how you see it. And when you understand how the mind works and how to manage your RAS, it will absolutely revolutionize your life, your goals, and your opportunities. I mean, exponentially so. See, the more you intentionally set your heart and mind towards rejoicing, the more it opens your awareness to greater blessings that lead to greater rejoicing. It actually expands your expectancy for more.
Well, a third important factor for rejoicing is that it develops tenacity and perseverance in times of trouble, challenge, and adversity. It's a confident release of faith that declares, if he did it before, he can do it again. If he did it for them, he can do it for me. You see, when Satan can't derail you from your destiny by tempting you with that great moral failure, he'll deploy subtle distractions or discourage you, causing you to doubt God and doubt your identity, like he did to Eve in the garden when he introduced doubt by saying, did God really say that? Did God really say that? See, living in a state of thanksgiving, having a consistent attitude of gratitude is developable. It's developable. So take heart if you're not one who naturally does it. Sure. I mean, some people are born, they're just sort of wired to be more cheery and optimistic and happy. But giving thanks until you become thanks, rejoicing regardless of your circumstances, is actually inherent in us all. God designed us that way. And if you'd like to expand your heart and mind to rejoice always, here are a few tips. The first one is to begin a blessings book. Get a journal for yourself and begin each morning. I would challenge you to think of five new things each morning for which you are grateful. Write them down. And then at the end of the day, come back to your blessings book or your journal and write down five more things that happen throughout that day for which you are grateful. Now, you may have to force yourself at first, but the more you do it, the more you'll wake each morning with joy in your heart, looking forward to the process, grateful for God's provision over you, and you'll have an experience and a greater expectation for abundant blessings throughout the day, you'll actually be looking for them. And your reticular activating system is designed to make you more aware of them. It's an absolutely joy-filled way to live. Plus, the more you feel blessed, the more generous you become in blessing others. A second tip for developing an attitude of gratitude is to share your testimony. You know, there is Holy Spirit power released in testimony. Not only is it an encouragement to others, but it reinforces for you God's grace and mercy over your life. A third tip is this. Bad things happen to good people all the time. And Christ followers are not absolved of hurt and pain and loss. It's inevitable. And Jesus told us so. He said that in this world, we would have trouble, but to fear not because he has overcome the world. And his spirit in you enables you to overcome and rejoice in all circumstances. You just got to know that warfare happens. Count on it, but be prepared. Arm yourself ahead of time and read Ephesians chapter six that gives you the weapons of warfare. Here's a fourth tip. 
engage in the spiritual disciplines. Many people over the centuries have written about the spiritual disciplines like prayer, worship, giving, fasting. And when done properly, they're to honor God and rejoice in who he is. And it might be helpful for you to pick up some books. People like Richard Foster's book. Um, it's an older book written, oh, maybe three decades ago on celebration of discipline or Dallas Willard or others who encourage the regular, consistent practice of spiritual disciplines to grow their heart and mind toward rejoicing. You know, one practice that I absolutely love and look forward to each morning is taking communion in honor of Jesus and my thankfulness for his redemptive work over me and my life. I actually declare his word as I partake in the bread and wine. I will actually speak it. I'll ask the Holy Spirit to consecrate the cracker and the juice, and I will declare God's word over it. And I will say, thank you, Jesus, that you have been pierced for my transgressions, crushed for my iniquities, the punishment that brought me peace, that that punishment was upon you. And by your stripes, I am healed. That, that is such a powerful, powerful experience, discipline for me to do each morning. That as I partake in the bread and wine, I also stand in the gap for my family who are not yet believers. And I ask the Holy Spirit, again, to consecrate the cracker as Christ's blood or excuse me, Christ's body, and the grape juice is his blood. It just profoundly readjusts my gaze toward my beloved, and it sets my heart on rejoicing. Well, I hope that this series has been a help to you. Recognition, reflection, revelation, release, realignment, renewal, and rejoicing. The seven essential steps for all successful, meaningful change and sustainable growth to occur. And if you really want to dive in deep and get specific tools and techniques for each of these steps, please check out our Destiny Living course on destinymakers.org. But until next week, God bless you and all the works of your hands. We'll see you next week on Design and Destiny.